Since time immemorial, human beings have stared up at the stars and asked the unanswerable questions. Why am I here? What is the nature of the cosmos? What is the meaning of life? Are we alone in the universe? Will DC ever make movies as well as Marvel? How exactly did Megatron shrink? Is a detailed backstory for your first level halfling wizard even How worth it? How muscular men with pageboy haircuts lived on Eternia if they couldn't figure out that Prince Adam was He-Man? Who is going to play Alabama for the championship this what year? What does God need with a starship? Prepare your ear holes for a podcast dedicated to the philosophical quandaries of pop culture. An audio thunderdome. Two nerdy friends enter. Only one shall be victorious. This is I'm Right, and he's Rob. Hi, and welcome to this podcast. And uh, we start every podcast uh, with... (laughs) With apologies, apologies. and uh, we admit our mistakes. First and foremost, uh, Doug Belsass called this out. Last episode, we were talking about plagues, and I got the movies Outbreak and Contagion swapped around. I talked about Outbreak, but called it Contagion. That is wrong. Outbreak is the one with Dustin Hoffman. Contagion is the one with, uh, I believe, Gwyneth Paltrow is the lead in that one. And she's like patient zero of a deadly virus that spreads throughout the world. Um, so I apologize for that. Second apology. Oh, big one. Yeah. Last night, Rob and I recorded this podcast, but um, we didn't. We, <laughs> we, we thought we did. I did everything that I normally do to record a podcast. Everything seemed to be working. But when I uh, went to uh, upload it um, to Podbean... Twas no more. So this is actually our second time going through this. Rob, I literally tore my notes into into asunder afterwards, and so I'm literally going to be working off of a torn Ooh. sheet of paper. I remember pretty much most of what we spoke about, so I think we'll be okay. Yeah, um, guys. But if not, yeah. uh, we'll wing it. Yeah, these jokes. Hopefully, they work the second time around. Oh, I doubt they'll work. No, but well, let's let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. It's not going to be the same jokes that were last night because neither of us will remember them. We'll just make new jokes based on it. But it's going to be a little bit of a different thing because, well, let's just get to the topic, shall we? Yes. Uh, let me introduce myself. My name is Monty Ike, and this is <laughs> let the, me introduce myself. <laughs> this is the Lady J to my Scarlet, the roadblock to my shipwreck, the Tomax to my Zaymont, my best friend Rob Bloom. Rob, how are you, buddy? Uh, this I command. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. <laughs> you know what? Yesterday was April Fool's. Today is my mom's birthday. There you go. That's, what happened. That's how it happened. April Fool's. I'm <laughs> sure for your mom's birthday present, she wanted us to speak about G.I. Joe. That's exactly what my mom has always loved. You know, my mom loved G.I. Joe. She just loved tiny little figures with tiny little pieces spread throughout my room. Gosh, I remember her always saying, Monty, please put all of that shit away. (laughs) But, you know, should should we talk about small screwdrivers and taking them apart again? And no, no, no. We you know, we've talked a lot about uh, G.I. Joe uh, in our the toy, the toy. Tonight, we're, we're actually going to talk about G.I. Joe, the cartoon. And the reason why we're doing this is because Hasbro just released all of G.I. Joe, a real American hero, the, uh, the cartoon on YouTube for you to enjoy. 
And that's why we're like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> and Rob, <laughs> Rob, move your microphone just slightly away from your nose because <laughs> there we go. You're hearing me breathe? Is yes, that what it is? I am hearing you breathe. You can hear the follicles of my nostrils. Yes. <laughs> Good news, everybody. Uh, Rob doesn't have COVID-19. So <laughs> a little self-assessment Smooth there. Smooth breath. Smooth breath, baby. Is that um, any better? Is that? No, no, that's better. I... Dude, you were literally like. You <laughs> 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 hear everything. <sighs> we were there have been past podcasts where i was sniffly and i'm sure that was we were hell in, for both of the listeners but. we were in your nose man we were in your nose all right so yes let's talk about gi joe a real american hero the the series um produced uh by somebody and yeah there we go we're, we're talking about the one that was like from uh 83 first of all we need to say this this one's like 83 to 87 yeah first round of it um, it ends. The culmination is the G.I. Joe, the movie is movie. the culmination of this. It comes back like a year later, uh, produced by D.I.C. Dick Clark Entertainment. Um, that's not the one we're talking about. And I, I honestly don't think anybody from our generation would associate that with their childhood. Maybe they do. But I think most of the people that we talk to. Yeah. Are this, gonna, is, this is huge. This is the this is right here. This is the main yeah. cartoon we built our lives around. Didn't didn't uh, we agree? GI Joe won our Toy Wars. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I can't. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we did. It yeah, was, that's why I we're back the, to it. The final, yeah, the, the final round was GI Joe versus Star Wars. If I yes, toy wise, right? And GI Joe's uh, is a better uh, is a better toy. Is a better is a full out just better toy. Um, so, okay, so uh, yeah, let's let's start. I, uh, you you start. I think I talked. A I lot think I for this thought beginning. I started. Um, start? yeah. My first pick was a part of a greater uh, miniseries. I believe it was the first miniseries that came out. Uh, it was called The Mass Device, which was a five part miniseries mm -hmm. that basically introduced the world to the G.I. Joe concept. But it really wasn't an origin story. It was kind of, you know, no, it starts kind of like, you know, it just like assumes. hits the ground running. Like, well, you, hey, look, you don't need an origin story because everything is spelled out in the theme song. True. They fight for trouble. <laughs> yeah, they fight, fight for freedom, 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 freedom wherever, wherever there's, there's trouble. G.I. Joe is there. They're part of uh, they're America's elite uh, uh, forces that fight fighting Cobra, force. Yeah. The enemy. A multinational terrorist organization built on world domination. Everything is spelled out, Rob. You You're, don't right. Need, You're right. We don't need anything. Well, the reason that episode stood out to me was it was probably the introduction to Snake Eyes for me because he he's kind of – it's uh, episode two. Mm -hmm. um, he's been infected with the uh, radiation of the um, – Mass device, the mass device, and he's basically holding the canister and falling through the snow and ice in the polar caps. And he befriends a wolf who the entire time we're afraid he's going to kill him, but they end up being friends. He survives. It just kind of points out some of the coolness of Snake Eyes before you really get to know who Snake Eyes was. Late. You know, I don't think the cartoon ever went into the depth of how cool Snake Eyes was. He's just kind of, well, he's cool looking, and that was about it. No, he I, th I talk think and I think he, I think they explore his backstory a little bit. I look, look, Snake Eyes is by and far the coolest guy. Uh, 80s. First of all, in the 80s, everything was cool. Was Ninja? 
He fights with a katana, although he doesn't actually fight with a katana ever, right? I, I don't think he ever pulls his weapon. I, I, I could be wrong. I, I, you know, everybody had a laser pistol or a laser rifle, right? Yeah, in the cartoon, and it, you know, and nobody ever died. It was always parachute. Yes, yeah, parachuted out. Yes, the parachute, like amazing injection seats on everything. Everything, um, yeah, everything. Um, it's also amazing that you, everyone's firing laser guns. Are they, are they laser guns? Or was I believe just, so. I mean, they were red and blue. I think everyone just assumed those razor those were laser guns. I, yeah, you were they never seeing. They didn't go yeah. bang, 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 because probably yeah, that would have like, been too much. It was more like a... Yeah. No, you don't want to actually fight with a blade. That might kill somebody. So that's why he never actually fought with it. Um... But yeah, no, no. Snake Eyes was uh, was dope as hell from the very beginning. And the pair are rescued by a blind hermit who cures Snake Eyes of his poisoning and injuries. And the Joes are overjoyed when their comrade appears alive with the crystals. However, his canister was booby trapped by Cobra, causing the poison to flood the. I do. I forgot about that part yeah. of it. Where at the end he opens it and he basically poisons Close. the entire. Yeah, that's yeah. dope. Yeah, yeah. Snake Eyes is really cool. So basically, Snake Eyes meets a druid who cures him <laughs> with some herbal. Right, right off the druid is right there to be able to, um, to help him out. Uh, yeah, that's I, 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 I think we discussed during the toys how much you liked uh, Snake Eyes, and it. Oh uh, yeah, I mean, the thing that gets me is the the name of the Timberwolf. First of all, Timber. First of all, also, let me just discuss this. I watch. I remember watching an episode uh, just recently, like when they were released. I, I watched one, and I started with the 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 Pyramid of Doom or whatever one, and that mm-hmm. one has Snake Eyes, Shipwreck, Timber, and Polly the Parrot, and they go undercover in a Cobra factory with a fucking wolf and a parrot, and. Snake Eyes is disguised as a worker by simply putting a hat and a uniform on over his other uniform. So he's Doesn't he have a wig on too? A full ma- no, he's full mask. Okay, I know he's got the full mask and with a hat. hat on. Yeah, and it's like, what are you even trying, Snake? What the? Yeah. What kind of ninja skills are you even trying? You even but trying? It reminds me of like episodes of I want to say Super Friends, maybe other things where it'd be like Batman would pull off a human face and still have the bat ears and yes. everything. Yes, yeah, and like that's like Mission Impossible style, taking off the mask and then mm-hmm. he's got his Batman mask underneath it, and you're like, no, no, what now? Yeah. Oh, hold, hold, hold on, what now? Okay, but yes, I, so yeah, that's my number one. I like that one, but Timber the Timberwolf. Is it is it really named Timber or is it named Point? Because look, Snake Eyes can't talk. Couldn't have done yeah. that thing. Anyway, uh, all right. My uh, my is another miniseries. My next one is another miniseries. This one is the Synthoid Synthoid Conspiracy. Is the name of the? Arc. I didn't realize it was a miniseries when we talked about it yesterday. That's yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, it's a two parter. It's a two parter. I didn't know that. Yeah. Uh, in it, um, uh, Zartan. Noted scientist Zartan, leader of the Dreadnoughts, (laughs) creates, get this, Rob, synthetic human beings. These are fully uh, matching human clones that are designed specifically to follow Cobra. Zartan. Just let that sink in a minute. Yeah, especially when you have all the other scientists in 
in Cobra. Cobra. But it's Zartan who designs this. Maybe he's just not, the project not, lead on it. Not Maybe Dr. He's just, Mindbender. No. Not, uh, now that I think about Destro it. Even Destro is kind of a yeah, scientist. No. Oh, he was the weapons sometime. dealer. Yeah. yeah. Look, he... he Maybe he was just project lead on this and he's just taking all the credit. I don't know. What <laughs> oh, the, sure. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably what it is. Um, he probably went to Buzzer and went, what are you working on? Right. Yeah. Here's what we go. Anyway. Um, anyway, so these clones, he makes these clones and they're like high ranking officers in the United States military, including Duke. And the synthesoids basically poison the uh, the well of the United States government, and uh, they shut down. They shut down GI Joe, and at the end of the first episode, not only are they completely shut down, they've been made um, fugitives. Like the Joes think that something's weird and something's up, so they're questioning what's going on, and so of course then the 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 conspiracy of synthoids brands them traitors, and they're on the run. Um, the best part about this is when we think about Zartan, the project lead on this, uh, is <laughs> the way this the way this ends is um, Destro, who is uh, <laughs> who is who is angry that Zartan is getting all this credit for completely destroying and beating G.I. Joe. I mean, they're at the precipice from Cobra taking over the world. Finally going to win. Finally going to win. And he's like, you know what? I'm not getting the credit I deserve in this. So he he basically reaches out to the Joes and is like, yeah, these are all synthoids. Here's how you beat them. And, and G.I. Joe triumphs again because there's nothing worse than a middle manager torpedoing another <laughs> middle manager to get and uh, to get money's not relating to this in any sort of way no or... god no god no at all i like literally the more i think about it as an adult especially i who work in a ginormous corporation now cobra is just that it is just literally <laughs> a ginormous corporation with five senior or six senior vice presidents you've got cobra commander the ceo and then you've got Destro, you've got Baroness, you've got uh, Major Blood, Major Blood, you've got Zartan, you've got Doctor Mindbender, you've got who am I? Tomax and Zaymont. Tomax and Zaymont. Let's count those as one. So that's like, and, and we right know now. who Serpentor is, right? Sir, yeah, Serpentor is, I guess, uh, the corporate raider that comes in <laughs> and replaces the CEO. Is that what? He's <laughs> <laughs> like the guy. Like, what do you mean, Serpentor? Uh, anyway. I guess yeah. I guess Serpentor is just the. Uh, I guess that's just Wall Street. That's just like a personification of well, the investors. Yeah, maybe. The, yes, I would agree. They with come that. in and they start just fucking things up. Mm. Like you go public and then suddenly your uh, your Wall Street investors start telling you to go against your. Uh, this I command. <laughs> Good God! All right, so yeah, yeah, the synthoid, uh, the synthoid um, conspiracy is my is my uh, opening salvo into this baby which got Cut. next i got uh this was one that again i don't think it was a very prominent or outstanding story but it was one that you know resonated with me as a child and i again i don't really remember why but it, the titles and the name was flint's vacation and it was basically where flint Mm -hmm. Went to this small town where yeah. his cousin lived or, uh, yeah, it's cousins in mm -hmm. Pleasant Cove, which turned out to be an experimental uh, community secretly owned by Cobra where everybody in the town was brainwashed. Remember, and it was 
Tomax and Zaymont were the head of a corporation that was a front yes. company, and it was a yes, recurring and- theme. It was like executive. It was like they had a name, like Executive Enterprises or something like that. Was Cobra's like dummy corp? Um, look, look it up while I talk about the yeah, episode. You go, uh, what you was go that? Ahead. The corporation. Yeah. Okay, so I, I just remember like there's a discussion before he goes on vacation with Lady J, and I don't know if we talked about this last time, but so he has this discussion with Lady J, how it's like it's a cousin he's kind of lost contact with or something, and he go, yeah, I'm going to spend this pleasant weekend. He meets his cousin and his wife. He's staying with him, and it just feels very much like the Stepford Wives mm-hmm. or uh, Pleasantville or something where it's like, yes, everybody is super sweet and nice and and saccharine. And yeah. it feels like something is up, and Flint is not having it and starts to, exper- you know, starts to explore and starts seeing uh, little hints that set him off. And by the end of the episode, it's – it's where the whole town is turning on him and chasing him down. It's I just remember it being like, wow, this is really cool. And I had never seen anything that that this was my first experience experience into that kind of world where, you know, he's thrown into basically a children of the corn situation where. Yeah, I think Stepford Wives is a great way of putting it. It's, it's very much like, oh, you know what? It's like get out. Right? I've never seen Get Out, and everybody um, tells me I have to. I'm, oh, I'm very gun shy when it comes to anything that's even remotely horror related. But I you hear it's one of the most excellent movies. Such a complete waste of life. Now I don't even know what the hell's wrong with you. No, uh, yeah, it's it's the. I think. Wait, what oh, wait, 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 wait! Huh. You're gonna change the subject after yeah, making no, me no, cry. I, yeah, yeah, <laughs> You're I'm a waste sorry. of life. Anyway, here's the corporation <laughs> in the. <laughs> in Klingon, they'd call you a waste of skin. Um, no, I'm sorry. I, like I, I realized that was much harder than it needed to be, and I'm, I apologize for that. Uh, anyway, the corporation name. Yeah, dude, I'm trying. Does it to say? Find, yeah, I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find the fastest way to get to this. Did I'm, you put Tomax and Zaymot Corporation? Oh no, no, I didn't. Of course, I didn't do that. Um, T O M A X N. Zaymot like executive. I'm sure it's like executive enterprises. Ugh. Anyway, here I think. Okay, it is. Um, but it's that it's the ten. Well, the, okay, they were we we knew they were the leader of the Crimson yeah. Guard. That I do remember. Yeah. Uh, affiliation. Extensive enterprises. Extensive, not executive. Extensive enterprises. Wow, what a generic, weird name. I love it. Yeah. For some reason, that doesn't sound right, but that's what Wikipedia has it as, is extensive enterprises. I think it's right. Um, Guess what their last name was? What? Paoli. (laughs) P-A-O-P-A-O-L-I. Is that Italian? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I assume. Do they look Italian? I mean... Look, Rob, they're probably American citizens, for God's sakes. They're just. Well, I, I understand, but I'm saying the last name seems very Italian. Well, yes. Uh, Bloom sounds hey, very uh, German to me, but I don't make fun of you. You Irish Mick. No. <laughs> we uh, so this this one explores. So there's a theme to some of mine and there's uh, and I think this fits that theme a little bit, too. There is this uh, this theme of the Joes not being the authoritative like. Like, I like the episodes where the Joes are not in control. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, sure. I like this yeah, one because, I get like, it. Flint's there 
And sure, you know, Flint's a warrant officer in the United States military, but no one cares about that. He has no authority in this town. Uh, and he's up against a, a sort when he of should be on the space station for G.I. Joe or something right, yes. equivalent. Of- no, he's just in in some muck town. Uh, very much like Pleasantville. Everything's too good to be true. And uh, and it gives you that kind of sense. I, I, I don't know. I think that was a good one. Um, I think I'm going to mix this up a little bit, Robbie, uh, and give you a different okay. order than I did last night. Cause I, okay. Yeah. Cause we agreed on another one. We, so we go agreed, ahead. Yeah. We agreed on a few of these. And so we're going to go ahead and share those. I think together, I think we'll do okay. that. That's fine. So my next one is, uh, the first of the actual comedic ones that I like, and it's called, uh, Ninja holiday. And, uh, this one has a lot of things that I hate and I hate them so much. I love it. <laughs> okay. So it starts out. This is a, a season, late season two, Sergeant Slaughter has joined. WWF personality Sergeant Slaughter has joined G.I. Joe and suddenly become a high-ranking member of the G.I. Joes. And yeah, before we go into this, star. though, what? you know, before we go into this, though, it just like, have you ever wondered how that origin came about? It's like, OK, so this is a guy, obviously military themed wrestler. Right. And they somehow made a deal that worked him not only as a figure, but into the cartoon itself for G.I. Joe. Yeah. And he got to do his own voice. None of the other like there was a Rocky action figure at one point. There was a refrigerator. Parody. Refrigerator. Perry. Yeah. Yeah. There. Yeah. It's it's like, how did this deal come about? Well, do you remember? I think I think I want to I want to say and there's people who will know this better. But Sergeant Slaughter, the toy, wasn't that like the the fridge that was a send in to get this figure? He wasn't in the it wasn't in the stores. And I I don't fridge even came Uh, with his own little weird. um, He had a football on his stick. That was the the fridge. fridge, No, but like uh, Sergeant Slaughter, I mean, had like a weird. Like little tank. tank like a little yeah, yeah. like a wheelchair yeah. tank but i don't know if like that he's was shopping at walmart and he's just morbidly obese he's got a little i got to get my toilet paper beep, beep, he takes up the whole aisle beep, and oh, he's got treads uh, <laughs> it just yeah i don't I don't understand that, but I hated Sergeant. But Slaughter it's a. a I'm sorry. It's like, it was just a weird concept because I did not know him as a wrestler. He was always a GI Joe personality to me, and then all of a sudden, I'm watching like Saturday Night Fights, and he comes out running, and I'm like, "What? He's real?" And yeah, yeah. He comes <laughs> anyway, on and, and fights in and fights the Iron Sheik, right? Yeah. What's really weird to me is when Sergeant Slaughter became the heel. I guess probably because people were like, man, I really hate what you did as G.I. Joe. Um, anyway, uh, go that's, on. That's right. Sorry to interrupt. Sorry. No. Uh, so anyway, here's what happens. So the episode starts out with uh, a Vietnam flashback. And by that, I mean <laughs> someone's fever dream, <laughs> someone's unresolved by 1984 thoughts on the Vietnam War, because it's a man in a clearly Vietnamese hut talking to Serpentor on a giant computer and Serpentor. Oh, I'm Serpentor is like, Hey, uh, thanks for helping us, uh, win over parts of Asia. And this guy's like, Oh, and like very bad accent, uh, thing. And then all of a sudden Sergeant Slaughter jumps over the wall of this, uh, the bamboo wall of this, uh, uh, of this camp and starts shooting. And then the rest of the Joes are like, oh, looks like Sergeant Slaughter jumped the gun again. That's my beachhead voice. Oh, I can't believe Sergeant. And so basically like the first like <laughs> seven minutes of this are talking about how Sergeant Slaughter is a hothead and a glory hound and kind of a prick and everyone's a little pissed off, but he's in charge. 
So after they wrap things up, they're sitting at a hotel, sitting in a hotel, and wetsuit, mm-hmm. wetsuit, who is, mm-hmm. by the way, in Out a of Hawaiian shirt. Yeah, he's not in a wetsuit. <laughs> he's in his Hawaiian shirt. Wetsuit gets uh, asked or, or gets invited to be in a martial arts uh, competition. And Sergeant Slaughter comes hard down on wetsuit because it's run by some criminal type people and he shouldn't even uh, consider it and blah, blah, blah. But then can you do can you do that voice? Hey, hey, you shouldn't be a part of that. That Major Kuyo's a weapons dealer and a known blah, blah, blah. He's awful. Now get in the bus. I'm going to settle up our bill. And he goes to pay the hotel. This is all best. The best parts. (laughs) He goes to pay the hotel and he's kidnapped and it's like, but the best part is, it's like a a fighting competition because Cobra Commander has is has charged a guy to find the best martial artist in the world <laughs> to kill Serpentor and knock Serpentor off the throne of Cobra. And but the best is, it's basically the the huge chunk of this is uh, like a Bruce Lee meeting uh, 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 movie. It's Enter the Dragon, or is it Enter the Dragon? Isn't that the Enter one? Enter the Dragon's yeah. one where he goes through, yeah, levels. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. almost like a video game. Oh, no, 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 no. Then this is like the Way of the Fist or something like Anyway, it's it's a, like a martial arts tournament that, that Sergeant Slaughter's in. But the best part is he's fighting Street Fighter. There's a sumo wrestler. There's an Indian guy. I mean, it's exactly like Street Fighter characters. Um, you know, Honda's there and all this other stuff. And he fights all to get to the point where uh, Cobra Commander's like, I want you to kill Serpentor. And he's like, I'm Sergeant Slaughter. And then Beachhead comes in and is like, hey, y'all. Anyway, I think it's just the stupidest fucking thing in the world. And I love it. Oh, anything. I, 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 I'm with you where Sergeant Slaughter just kind of immediately makes me defensive about an episode and his where it's like you can't even tell if he's a good guy because he just seems to rant about everybody. Yeah, and well, <laughs> he's, he's, so, he's so classic American, like oh, 1980s. He's like everything. That's the thing, everything's man. a yell. Yeah, everything's a yell. Everything is like he's like uh, it's before we watched Falling Down. We knew that this was a bad thing. And then we watched Falling Down and we we're like, oh, shit, these angry white men are probably terrible. But I think we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday. Uh, the first time around we did this. You put in Sergeant Slaughter, but you're missing so many good characters like what we, 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 we talked about yesterday. Alpine and Bazooka. Yeah, we brought Great. that up later. But yeah, that that. The buddy cops, the the best buddy cop type team out of the G.I. Joe. Yeah. I mean, anytime you had this Bazooka one, and Alpine together, it was like, man, I love those guys. This yeah. one features Beachhead, who uh, who who constantly wears a commando sweater and a baklava no matter where he's at. He's in hot Southeast Asia wearing this sweater. He's on the beach because he's Beachhead and he's wearing a, a commando turtleneck and a baklava and i think i made the joke that it looks like that's connected right so it's like yes. a onesie well, it's a onesie <laughs> <laughs> so he puts it on his head and then puts his arms through and then snaps it down in the in the crotchal reason beachhead hey uh i'm looking for a sergeant slaughter with his southern accent there you go that's uh that is uh ninja holiday by I think that's, that's Holiday. I'm trying to find my description of my next one, though, because it's very important. I give my ex. There it is. I found it. OK. OK, good. Because uh, my next one is a classic. Uh, 
especially when you think of the late 80s and hair bands. Yes. Okay. So the description of it is after Cobra disbands, Destro invents a subliminal enslavement program to bend the will of population by Cobra's into Cobra's way of thinking. And in order to do this, they have to use subliminal rock and roll. So they come up with a band. We shall use rock and roll. (laughs) So they come up with a band using Zartan and the Dreadnoughts and rename them Cold Slither. Cold Slither. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, Cold Slither. I did, what, what I didn't realize though is that then Joe, GI Joe, we discussed that GI Joe had to come up with their own band. Yes, I didn't yes. realize that it was Breaker, Footloose, and Shipwreck. <laughs> of course, I'm gonna Footloose, play the drums. I'm gonna play the drums like Ringo. I'm I'm betting that Snake Eyes is probably in the band as like a trumpeter or something. Nah, he's playing the bass. <laughs> He is totally yes, the he is. he is a bass player. <laughs> and they get and they form the average Joe band to <laughs> to please the audience at the end of the I forget what they play, but for some reason I want to say it's a pop song. Or no, we did say that we were comparing it to Gem yeah. and the Holograms because that's what the episode was like. Is it was all it synthesized exactly. sounds and <laughs> weird rock concerty. So according to the people who produced Gem and the Holograms and this episode of G.I. Joe, if you're in a rock and roll band, laws don't apply to you. <laughs> like yes. we talked about this before with Gem and the Holograms. The I don't Mits- know if we've talked the much Misfits about Gem and the as a band did some real sketch shit, like some real illegal mayhem type stuff. And there was no repercussions for them at all. It's like, oh, I remember Ozzy being like, I'm not going anywhere near that band. Yeah. <laughs> Amy Winehouse is like, are we, is the Misfits hiring? Can we get yeah. in? <laughs> this is what we want to do. Cold Slither. All right, everybody. Of course, we're going to have now a battle of the bands. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you know, the bass drum gets hit with a laser blast and, uh, you know, Shipwreck just ejects, just ejects at the right amount of time. (laughs) Honestly, though, you you think of some of these storylines and we'll get into some of the more serious ones. But some of these storylines are so goofy and comical and weird. Okay, so we're going to have these two military organizations, (laughs) one who's a terroristic. Yeah. And they're going to make a band to subliminally take over the world and it will look like Jim and the holograms. And how messed up is were the eighties that uh, these guys actually had to do live shows? I mean, now it would just be, we've put out a, a they'd Spotify. Yeah. Yeah. They'd probably lip sync. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. release an album. SoundCloud. And- well, and the other thing is why would you get Sartan and the dreadnoughts? Why wouldn't you just write the song and then have an established band sing it? You know? I mean, I were they really think thinking that, this through? I think you're wrong in the fact. I think Zartan and the Dreadnoughts was their band, and they just happened to join Cobra. <laughs> <laughs> that is how. <laughs> that is how it all came about. Ladies and gentlemen, Cold Slither. <laughs> <laughs> and then I think Zartan and the Dreadnoughts is yeah, a better I know band. Much better name. Uh, all right, everybody, we've got a, a band coming up here right now. They're just starting out. Uh, they're seniors in high school. Please welcome the Average Joe Band. I think, I think I'm going to make the same joke I made last night, but instead of, you know, Average uh, uh, Zartan and the Dreadnoughts or Cold Slither, they'd, of course, be a folk band. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> 
One. I'm being followed by a drone killer. Drone killer. Drone killer. Oh my god! All right, my I was going to do a bridge across troubled waters. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I can't think of the tank name. Yeah, I can't think of the, the name the either. Bridge layer, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, the bridge layer over troubled waters would have been a pretty good. <laughs> Damn it! Oh, joke <laughs> opportunity missed. Okay, okay, oh go God. with your your. Uh, I are think you on your this, third? This is my. Uh, no, I've done. Yeah, this is my third one, and this is one that we both like. And this again okay. talks about uh, this is, is part this of my, my second theme. then. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think this is this is part of our theme. Uh, my theme, which is I like it when the Joes are not in control. And when I played you, I think I talked about this in the episodes where we talked about the toys. I used to play them as freedom fighters because I think it's a much better yes. storyline. Yep. So this one is called uh, Worlds Without End. Uh, the plot of it is uh, a handful of Joes get knocked out by this experimental weapon, but it actually shunts them into an alternate reality an alternate timeline where Cobra won and destroyed the GI Joes and they now rule the world. And several members of the team find out that their counterparts in this alternate reality are dead. They were killed by Cobra and the revolution. Um, and it's uh it's, it's a two parter again. Uh, it's the Joes basically one finding out that there's this world that exists that Cobra's in charge of. And then the second episode is leading the fight is like basically starting the resistance. Uh, one of the crazy things about it, however, is um, again, we have to have a senior vice president of this corporation uh, be traitor. Uh, this time it's the Baroness, but I love this because it's so out of left field. The and she's hot in this. She's real hot in this episode. I'm sorry. Are you saying she's not hot in every episode she's ever been in? <laughs> she's really hot in this episode. Oh my god, I gotta look up. Was she blonde? What is it that you think is no, really no, hot no? About she, her that's because different? she was just more sympathetic and not so bitchy. Oh, I think this is a this this shows a little difference between you and me. I kind of um, like. I guess bitchy. I guess I like my dictator sympathetic versus <laughs> your your high heels and bitchy. Yeah, I like I like I like two things, Rob: crazy and bitchy. Um, uh, and then I married a nice woman who's not either of those things. Uh, all right, uh, and I've just said that for legal reasons. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Rob just makes the sign of the cross. I just made a sign of the cross. <laughs> granting granting me absolution from that. Uh, I'm just that trying comment. to. Protect no, us both. Baroness helps because she's in love with Steeler. That's G.I. Joe's tank commander, Steeler. Uh, the Steeler of the other world uh, was dead, killed by Cobra, and uh, and uh, the Baroness never got over it, so she helps the Joes. Um, and what I thought was the funniest thing in the world is Steeler is just literally a bland white guy wearing mm -hmm. a helmet and wearing BDUs. That's all he's got. That's literally everything about him is that. What was what was cool about this episode was it was I at least in memory, one of the first times I remember there being really a solemn theme in yeah. one of these no. G.I. Joe. People were dead. They had lost. Yeah. yeah. And and we had said that like I believe this came out before the death of Optimus Prime. This didn't have on screen death, but it still was like oh my god, characters are gone. Yeah. And then it, and the way this episode ends or these two episodes end is with them leaving 
our existence and going to this other existence. Yeah, and- yeah. Some of them stick stick around. Steeler, I believe, stays behind to lead a new GI Joe resistance um, in the alternate reality um, to be with uh, the Baroness, Baroness. Of, that wor- yeah, of that world. Which, by the way, so let's just imagine you're Steeler, Rob. Okay, you wake up. And I, I look pretty white like, him. yeah, I'm you wake up and you're like, Steeler. you're like, oh, gee, I'm going to go to work today and you go to work and then you're knocked out and then you wake up in this alternate reality. And then you find out the um, the super hot dominatrix uh, that you've been fighting for the last that Monty six, keeps yeah. telling me about every yeah. day that then she's in love i mean this is what is so contrived about the idea is she's like oh i was in love with the stealer of my world and he's like well i guess we're married now i yeah <laughs> like oh okay i'm i'm all about yeah sure um but uh, he's dealing with p- uh, some pretty heavy ptsd before this episode ends mm-hmm. i mean is he's kind of like he's, he's his freaking own out yeah he's, he's freaking really out. losing it and it's, I mean, there's some deeply sympathetic tropes and uh, tropes isn't the word, but I mean, they're, they're going through emotional things that you're like, wow, this is a, an adult themed cartoon it's for very, very deep. once when you compare to the other G.I. Joe's we've seen where they're, you know, fighting cold slither. <laughs> <laughs> I remember, I, I remember my dad couldn't watch this because it reminded him too much of <laughs> Times a damn. <laughs> like this, money. This, this one time in '68, when I found I got, my own grave, <laughs> I, found, I, found my own, I found I found Vietnam a Vietnamese Mike Ike's grave. Uh, and uh, anyway, that's how I met your mom, and we got married. <laughs> your mom my is mom the Baroness. Is, yeah, my mom is the uh, happy birthday mom. She's she's the happy bear. birthday, Bonnie. I know you don't listen to this. Oh, I hope not. I mean, I set it up so she automatically downloads. So we get the play. Oh, so we get we get. The, yeah, yeah but, but I don't think. But I know she God. doesn't listen. Why would she? Why? Why would she listen to this? So she can just call you up and go. That rap is so loud. Yes, that is exactly what she would do. All right. Uh, next one for you. Is this your number one? Uh, well, m- my number two was also the world's without end. Yes. So I um, this is my last one. Um, this are is... you ready for yes. my number one? I'm ready. for. OK, it. well, this was this was I, I, I believe I set it up as I they were sitting around the writer's table and they're like, I've got this. <laughs> I've got a great joke. Let's let's write an entire episode around a fucking joke. <laughs> <laughs> we and barbecue is barbecues it in front of the fire station <laughs> with a barbecue cooking cooking up some some brats and the phone and the phone rings and he answers and this cryptic voice says i am the viper the viper is coming on wednesday <laughs> okay <laughs> by the way by the way how stupid are these guys to go oh do you notice that he pronounces wednesday with a v maybe he's yeah, not saying yeah, the, viper yeah I, the I'm, viper is coming the I'm viper still, i am still tickled about this because uh, I know, again it's so dumb it's wonderful guys it's, we recorded this yesterday and it was a genuine surprise that both rob and i picked this as our number one and i literally i had a moment so i talked to tim uh tim ham our, our, yes. our the 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 third member of this uh this trilogy uh, where tri- are we, yeah, we it's tri- this trilogy this, of friendship this uh well three musketeers maybe i don't know whatever we are 
this pod of nor- nerds. So I, I said to Tim, I go, hey, if you could remember one episode. I was like, now maybe I hit him a little bit hard. I was like, and he's like, I don't know if I can remember one episode. I mean, like, like you can remember one episode sort of built on a joke. And then like, literally it takes him like 35 seconds. seconds. And, he goes, and then he goes, oh, is it the one where he's like, I'm the Viper? <laughs> yes so here's my belief rob the reason why we both picked this one is we must have we must have must have said i am the viper i came on i'm sure we must have like done that joke for a long time the best part about this is they fully mobilize america's military four different times four different times and Cobra intercepts that they're looking for this mysterious Viper. Like, who is this guy? Right. Yeah. And they're like, we need to have Viper on our team. Find out who the Viper is, Destro. Is all, I mean, oh my God. And then at the end, he's like, I am the Viper. I come to Vipe the window. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I, so many times. The, this, Rob, this was before caller ID. This uh-huh. is before these things, so so barbecue know. gets a barbecue gets a. a you know what? It's number. it's like it's probably because like it's because barbecue answered. If anybody else, like, it's yeah. probably be like, oh yeah, the windows are pretty fucking dirty. Please get your suit. Barbecue's like no. Well, I'm just making a brisket here because I'm the I'm the GI Joe fireman. By the way, really, who's in charge of these nicknames? <laughs> yeah, the the fireman's fireman. name <laughs> barbecue instead of like I don't know hose man or so. I like barbecue hose man. <laughs> sounds I'm really wanting hose man now. Hose man. <laughs> Look, I didn't have an end to that joke before I started it. I just you think don't that, need one. Yeah. Hose man. Is... <laughs> well, what so, what, so, so what exactly? No job should have been ski man. Uh, <laughs> Um, yes, yes. <laughs> and Snake Eyes should have been Quiet Ninja. It just all makes sense. Ninja. <laughs> all makes sense. Oh, fucking A, you <laughs> discovered. Oh my god. And then, of course, Zartan would have been Cold Feather. Destro is gold or is silver head. We never it's... talked about this, but uh, Destro, uh, what a weird guy. What a weird, yeah, <laughs> like, like I've never, so is that a metal face and why does it move? Is yes, it the same, that's the other, it's like metal it's mouth the, moves. Yeah, the Transformers metal that just is like, I don't know, it's good. All right, well, <laughs> I am the Viper, I vibe on the Wednesdays. I think I, there's just something about that episode that is, is pure joy. Um, the United it's stupid States attack. Military. I, mobilized because we didn't have this is why we have caller id today because the united states uh, because military of this was episode, like look yeah. if somebody calls our fire department and says that they're coming we don't we need to know who that person is so that we did we can measure a response god that's like when my uh when the we have a like a monthly exterminator that comes by this house and when that guy comes in you know and he's like hey this is this is the exterminator. I'm coming tomorrow between ten and two. I don't think to myself, everyone hide. It's not what happens. No, because I, I know, I know now because of caller ID. It's Shane, my exterminator, uh, and he's coming. I'm sure, like he's the, just going to spread rosemary around the house. It's it's Marvel and and. Uh, Hasbro are co-creators of Color ID. I'm sure. Yes, they- absolutely. I thought you were going to say co-conspirators co-conspirators in a massive cocaine. <laughs> sure, that too. But that's where I feel like it was, it was the 80s. It was- 
Oh my God. All right. Well, Rob, um, I think since we um, agreed on our, our top two. Sure. And did you also hit record? Um, Is there a yes. red light blinking? Yes. It, it does okay, look like it's sure. going. I see three red lights. We're at 42 minutes. Because I don't think I can think of these seconds. exact jokes a third time. No, I don't think so. <laughs> now we should have them memorized. Yes. Um, uh, but since we both cold came up, slither, ha ha ha, slither. <laughs> Sorry. So here it Go is. on. Uh, barbecue is barbecuing outside, and he gets the phone call. Why? Why aren't you laughing, Monty? This is where you burst into laughing. Yes. Sorry, it's just too much pain. Uh, all right. So Rob, we both had the same top two basically. Uh huh. We were very aligned on this one. Uh, so I think this is a tie. But I'll, I'll take a tie. But because you introduced. Our number one with uh, <clears throat> with uh, 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 the Viper, the Viper cometh. Uh, I'm going to let you take the the ceremonial head here. The ceremonial okay. win. OK, doesn't actually count towards your record. This is a tie, but I'll let you. One of us has to, as the winner, deliver the final lines of this podcast. Our catchphrase, a catchphrase that started off the cuff in uh, in 1994 and has since grown um, you know, we're still in development, by the way, with uh, Warner Brothers uh, to uh, a feature length film based solely on this catchphrase. Uh, uh, there are light brights, though. There that you are. Can buy yeah, with this there are. Oh, of course. God, Etsy is full of things. I'm I spend most of my days sending out cease and desist from knockoffs of this thing, uh, especially from Russia. But Rob, go ahead and give us our final thing. Our last little thing here, our catchphrase. Sign us out. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. We use words as the backbone of a life spent defending something. You use them as a punchline. I have neither the time nor the inclination to explain myself to a man who rises and sleeps under the blanket of the very freedom that I provide and then questions the manner in which I provide it. I would rather you just say thank you and went on your way. Otherwise, I suggest you pick up a weapon and stand a post. Either way, I don't give a damn what you think you are entitled to. You can't handle the truth. 